All right, it's time for another episode of the Ebibiter podcast. Uh, it's been quite a while since we had a podcast, and I've been wanting to do one, but there's not a lot going on, so uh, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. We'll have a, a couple of game recaps to go over here in a minute, and um, I don't believe there have been any instances of development traits improving uh, since the last podcast, which I believe was the middle of the season. So, uh, none of that to cover, so we'll do a couple game recaps as we're inching closer to the Super Bowl, and then I'll go over the uh, apparent award winners for the year, and we'll talk a little bit about those at the end. But first thing to talk about is the Chiefs-Patriots game. And not the game recap necessarily, but just the impact on the league as a whole, because there's some interesting things going on here. Uh, As you know, this week marked a very historic uh, event in our country. Uh, It affects all of us. Uh, It's just all-encompassing. And uh, I think everyone has opinions about it. I am talking, of course, about the Patriots losing their internet. That's right. Uh, The owner and the general manager and the coach and apparently the entire team uh, lost internet for the Patriots, uh, which is one of the reasons this season has taken so long. It's been a really slow season for us uh, overall, but we've been on a delay for I don't know how long, definitely more than a week, maybe close to two weeks. Because uh, the Patriots lost the internet. And, you know, I don't think any of us are upset about that, really. Um, I know me personally, I had a very busy week this week. It was good for me to stay focused on other things that were going on. Um, so not much Madden for me, and that was okay. I was okay with that. Uh, it, it is interesting to note, we have, uh, for those of you that don't know, we have a kind of a two-day rule where if you go two days without logging on to Madden, and at least, you know, trying to do your stuff and advance the week so that everybody else can also, uh, you know, log on and do their stuff, then, well, actually, there's really no uh, repercussions if you don't do that. So we don't really have a two-day rule. No, I'm just kidding. We do. Uh, it's kind of, if it at, if you go two days without logging on and doing something on Madden to help keep it moving, then... Uh, the rest of the league and or the commissioner is going to come to you and say, hey, do you have a plan for uh, doing something so that everybody can keep moving along? And in most cases, unless you have a big game to play, it really only takes 10 to 15 minutes uh, to get on Madden and do your thing and advance it uh, to the next stage so that everybody else can jump back on and play again. Because if one person uh, doesn't play for two days, then oftentimes what happens is everybody else is stuck. They can't move from week 9 to 10, for example, or something like that. Uh, So we have our two-day rule, and it hasn't really gotten enforced this year. There were a couple of uh, times I think people had things going on and they just weren't able to hit the two days, but uh, shortly after they were able to get on in advance. So it wasn't a big deal then. Uh, It became a little bit of a problem this week because of the loss of Internet, but again, I don't think anybody in the league really had a problem with that. Everybody was was okay with just kind of waiting and seeing for a week. Um, 
but what we did end up doing, because the Patriots still have not resolved uh, their internet problems, is we ended up in the divisional round of the playoffs, so that's really painful for the Patriots. Uh, we ended up saying, yeah, the Patriots lose this game because they're not able to play it, and we're still waiting. And the Patriots uh, knew that this was going to happen. They agreed that uh, it was you know, the appropriate way to handle it, and it does stink for them. I feel bad for them, uh, but that's what happened. So there was a force advance uh, and a force victory for the Patriots' opponent, which was the Chiefs. So the Chiefs won the divisional round game because the Patriots weren't even able to play it. So a little disappointing there, but of course that's that's big news in our league, and we could talk a bunch about internet, but really, who cares? That sounds like boring talk to me. Uh, what is interesting here is a force advance, I, or a force win, rather. I don't think we had done that uh, in this league at all yet, and I was curious how it works. Uh, I didn't know how it would work if you tell the computer that one team needs to win, does it, is it like a forfeit and just give them a 2 nothing victory? Uh, it appears, as I look at Madden, that's not at all what happened. Uh, and so I'm wondering how it did happen. And uh, I, have, I have some thoughts here. This is interesting. Uh, because this is 2020 and very strange things have been happening this year, I want to try to put this all together. And and everybody just hear me out here. So, Patriots uh, lose internet connection, lose to the Chiefs. Both of these teams uh, are teams that have not been in the Super Bowl picture for a very long time in this league. And uh, and it got me to thinking about a couple years back, there was a Chiefs-Patriots game, and there were aliens that landed on the field during the game. And if I remember right, it's been a while since we covered this, but if I remember right, the Chiefs coach, maybe it was the Patriots coach, I think it was the Chiefs coach, uh, seemed to know the aliens. They seemed to be acquainted with one another. Uh, so that's very interesting. So if you look at overall in 2020, you look at the news, there's been a lot of alien news uh, this year. So you can, for example, the latest news really was... Uh, some unidentified lights spotted from the International Space Station. Uh, this was reported by a Russian astronaut that's on the International Space Station. Uh, you can go find that if you missed it when it actually happened. I think it was talked about in August, and it's uh, been in the news a little bit since then as well. Uh, earlier this year, the government released documents uh, that they had been collecting uh, of various encounters with UFOs or UAPs, which are unidentified or uh, yeah unidentified aerial phenomena, which sounds exactly like a UFO to me. I, I don't know why there has to be a new acronym, but that's besides the point. You know, it's, it's government; they gotta, you know, make things as complex as possible. Uh, so a lot of uh, recognition, uh, kind of by the government about things they just they don't they can't explain things that have happened. They can't explain things that are flying around things that they see in space. Since this is 2020, of course, this is the year this is going to happen. They are going to find out that there are aliens out there. Uh, and, and since we already have an example of them, uh, 
landing at a game between the Chiefs and the Patriots. I'm trying to connect these two things, and I think I've got it figured out. Now, you may say this is speculation. If you don't trust me, you'll even say this is a conspiracy theory. I call it deduction. So, in the 20s and 30s, I think it was in the 30s when this happened, uh, there was a very famous news broadcast where Orson Welles covered an alien invasion uh, in the United States. And people panicked and because they heard it on the radio, and uh, it, it was crazy, but it ended. And if I remember that uh, documentary correctly, there have been several uh, movie documentaries made about this alien invasion that did happen in the United States. Uh, if I remember those correctly, uh, the alien invasion failed because the aliens had no immunity to uh, human diseases and they died of a common cold because their systems just couldn't fight against it. Um, otherwise, they would have won. They would have uh, taken over the planet. And I don't remember why they wanted a planet, uh, if there was a reason in the first place, but uh, that's not really the point I'm making. So, here is my theory. Because the Chiefs and Patriots have not been able to make the Super Bowl, I believe, and I think it's the Chiefs, that one of these teams has made a deal with the aliens that they will help them learn as much as possible about viruses on planet Earth so that they can become immune to them before they invade. So, the Chiefs made a deal with the aliens to knock out the Patriots' internet so that the Chiefs could advance in the playoffs. I believe this alien intervention is going to continue to help the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And it may not be this season, maybe it may not be next season, but it will be soon. In return, the Chiefs are promising to feed all coronavirus research that they can get their hands on to the aliens. They know that uh, after we have a vaccine for COVID, we will probably know more about viruses on this planet than we have ever known in the history of mankind. And when the aliens can get their hands on that information, they will be more equipped than ever to land on this planet and not die from a common cold or any other virus uh, and invade and take over humanity. Again, this is not confirmed, but I think simple deduction shows that this is clearly what's happening. Now, I will say shame on the Chiefs for selling out all of humanity just to try to win a Super Bowl. I think that's reprehensible and irresponsible and also not good sportsmanship. But there will be justice. I do believe that, uh, well, probably not our commissioner. I don't believe in our commissioner at all. But I do believe that the NFL, in some manner, and possibly even the authorities, uh, will get to the bottom of this, put a stop to it, and punish the Chiefs appropriately. So... All that said, let's actually get to the game recaps. So we already covered that the Chiefs will be advancing to the AFC Championship game over the Patriots. Uh, I was curious how Madden was, would handle that. It looks like they just simulated the game. Now, I don't know how they just 
simulate the game and also ensure that one team will win. Um, but apparently that's not hard to do. I don't know why it would be hard to do. Uh, but it looks like it, this is a 27-21 victory for the Chiefs. Uh, and the simulation decided that in order to win the game, the Chiefs would have the edge on rushing yards by about 100 and passing yards by about 10. Uh, they also had uh, they had one takeaway. No, they gave the ball away once uh, to the Patriots, but they uh, really ran the ball really well. And Dylan Nixon uh, had four touchdowns to go with his one interception, so big game for him. Thornhill played all right. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, but not enough uh, to take over. The, again, the Chiefs running game, really the difference in this one. And I don't know what else there is to say about it because it wasn't actually played by users. But it was a close game, uh, which probably would have made it fun. I wonder if, I, I, you know, now that I say it, I don't think anybody would want to do this. But maybe in the future, if we have to uh, uh, force a game to, uh, oh, this was an overtime game too. So the Chiefs scored a touchdown in overtime to win 27-21. They had... 51 minutes in time of possession uh, compared, so that must have been a long overtime, uh, compared to 23 minutes for the Patriots. So pretty much uh, more than doubled them up. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, it might be interesting if we have to get in one of these situations where we kind of force simulate one of these victories uh, or even just force simulate the competition in the first place if we could uh, simulate it and let it play and twitch it and uh, everybody could watch. I don't know if anybody would want to do that. I don't know if I would want to do that, but if it's a good game like this that goes to overtime, it might actually be kind of fun to watch. Uh, so anyway, something to maybe think about in the future. So the Chiefs will move on, and they will face the Browns in the AFC Championship game. The Browns won 80 to nothing in the divisional round. So AFC Championship taking place in Cleveland. And these two teams have played really pretty close games, like within two scores, I think, the uh, last couple of times. Um, so we'll see if the Chiefs can get the job done. They will clearly be the underdog. Um, but it's not to say they don't have a chance, because I think they do. And at this point, we might all be a little bit rusty on Madden. Uh, so I think anything can happen in this game. Uh, kind of looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be... Can the Chiefs slow down that Browns passing game, control the screen game, and control the running game? So can they contain the Browns offense, basically, and uh, scrape out enough offense themselves? I don't think this will be as high-scoring as the Browns usually go. Um, but, again, we'll see. I expect a lot of zone defense from the Chiefs. That's what they usually do. Uh, so the Browns are kind of throwing in the middle, sometimes underneath. Uh, not as deep as normal. So we'll see how that turns out uh, in that game. And then the NFC Championship game has already been played. This was the Panthers and Packers. And the Packers came up with the victory 21-17. Uh, this was a, a pretty good game. Uh, not the cleanest game, uh, but contested all the way. And uh, kind of went back and forth a little bit. So... It might have been the first play from scrimmage. Uh, the Panthers threw a pick six. And the Packers took a 7-0 lead. 
and the very next scrimmage play, uh, the Panthers threw a bomb for a touchdown and tied it up again at 7-7. And it was kind of that kind of game. It looked like it was going to go back and forth, back and forth, and then uh, it kind of settled in and became defensive for a while. Uh, if I remember right, the, the Packers uh, didn't get points on the board for a while after that. Uh, it looks like, oh yeah, they did have a touchdown right before halftime, but yeah, first couple plays at 7-7, and then it just stayed that way for a while. Uh, the Panthers moved the ball better than the Packers in the second quarter, uh, but the Packers got a drive right before halftime to uh, get a last-second touchdown and take the lead in the halftime. Then the Panthers came out in the third quarter and took the lead back, uh, took a 17-14 a uh, lead uh, against the Packers. Uh, they took the lead back and held on to it, blanked the Packers in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, Packers went down, got another touchdown, took the lead, and finished off the Panthers' drive that was going for the win by uh, picking off Jimmy Griffith uh, pretty deep in Packers' territory, I think maybe around the 20. So a lot of different ways it could have ended. Both teams threw interceptions. Both quarterbacks, you know, not not real clean. Uh, I think they were both fairly efficient when they weren't throwing interceptions. Um, of course, the Panthers linebackers still make these incredible diving catches that would make an NFL defensive back jealous. Uh, that was one of the interceptions. But a couple other times, uh, both teams just threw the ball right to defenders. Not a whole lot of running going on either. Uh, the Panthers put more effort into running the ball than the Packers did, uh, but not a lot of success. 21 rushing yards for the Panthers. Uh, 18 for the Packers. So not a lot going on there. It was all through the air and, uh, you know, not a lot of big plays through the air. Um, So anyway, the Packers came up with the win there. They will be going to the Super Bowl to await the winner of the Chiefs-Browns. And hopefully uh, this, uh, the remainder of this postseason does not get further manipulated by outside forces. Yay! Lastly, we will cover the 2040 NFL awards. Um, I, you know, I don't know if these are official or not, but they become official certainly after the AFC Championship game. So there's only one game left. So we're going to call them official. We're going to talk about them. Uh, NFL MVP looks like it's going to be Zach Hutton. This is the rookie quarterback for the Packers. Uh, he took over early in the season. Uh, Phil Corcoran got traded away to the Titans, and uh, Hutton took over. Normal development trait for this guy, but he has had a very good season. Looks like he's going to be the NFL MVP. We're going to talk a little bit more about him in a little bit. Uh, Coach of the year, tops of the list right now, is Brandon Toll for the Packers. Uh, They've gone 12-3-1. I believe that's the best record in the NFL. Uh, So good year for the Packers. And totally makes sense uh, that the Packers coach is going to be coach of the year uh, and also people's sexiest man of the year yet again. Uh, Second on the list, uh, Patriots coach. Third on the list, Panthers coach. Fourth on the list, Browns coach. Oh, tenth on the list, there's the Chiefs coach. So I'll use your uh, coaches on the list for coach of the year. Good for those guys. In the AFC Offensive Player of the Year, 
is going to Adrian Gonzalez, the Browns quarterback. He's ahead of Lamar Thornhill, the Patriots quarterback. Defensive player of the year, Diego Romero, the young uh, outside linebacker for the Browns, followed by Elijah Warner, who is, I think he's a defensive end for the Patriots. I don't know. He gets moved around all over the place. He used to be an outside backer. Pretty sure he's defensive end right now. Uh, Offensive player, our offensive rookie of the year, Theo Robertson for the Titans. Uh, So that's not a... Uh, user team, so we don't care very much, except that it's interesting that uh, Phil Corcoran is also on that team, so maybe the Titans were not happy with the play they were getting from Theo Robertson. Uh, I guess I don't know what's going on with that Titans team, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Diego Romero. This is an 87 overall linebacker in his rookie year. I believe he revealed as an X-Factor player, so Get used to seeing him on this list. Uh, best quarterback, again, is Adrian Gonzalez. Best running back, Andrew Hageman for the Patriots. Uh, that's very good for him. Interesting that that team chose a running back very high in the draft when they have the best running back in the NFC. But, you know, uh, Patriots do things the Patriot way. Uh, receiver of the year, Jamar Jeffries for the Browns, followed by Michael Sharp for the Browns. Uh, Jamar Jeffries, I believe, is their third receiver, their slot receiver. I might be wrong. Diamond Henson is the offensive lineman of the year. He's a lineman for the Patriots. And uh, the Patriots have four offensive linemen in the top six uh, for offensive linemen of the year. So a great year for that offensive line. The other two in the top six are Browns. Uh, So, you know, use your teams having good offensive lines. That uh, tends to happen. Uh, defensive lineman of the year, Courtney Thomas for the Chiefs, followed by Connor Harrison for the Chiefs. So a pretty good defensive line for that Chiefs team. That must be why they're 9-6-1 and one in, in the playoffs. Linebacker of the year, that's uh, Romero again. Uh, DB of the year, no user team. Looks like Miles Brown, the safety for the Browns, uh, was second in that. And then, hey, look at this. The kicker of the year is the Patriots kicker, Chuck Ray. So maybe they'll have enough faith in him to let him be the only kicker on their roster uh, going forward. Uh, maybe he is right now. I don't know. I haven't looked. But the Patriots tend to have a lot of kickers on their roster, or multiple kickers on their roster, which is a lot of kickers. Uh, more than one kicker on your roster is a lot of kickers. So moving to the NFC. Uh, so coming in with Offensive Player of the Year and Offensive Rookie of the Year and Quarterback of the Year, Zach Hutton the rookie quarterback for the Packers. I know the Packers are excited about all these awards uh, with Hutton being a normal development trait guy. Uh, They'd like to see him get maybe a development trait improvement before the Super Bowl and certainly some more experience points. Uh, I've never really paid much attention to what exactly causes some of those things to happen. But it'll be interesting, Hutton... Uh, Threw for more than 5,000 yards and 47 touchdowns, which uh, if you look at the personal goals for some of the players, uh, 4,000 yards is a goal for quarterbacks, 5,000 yards is a goal, 40 touchdowns is a goal, I think 50 touchdowns is another goal. Uh, Being named to the Pro Bowl and winning awards, those are all goals. Uh, They all come with experience points when you hit those goals, and they also come with some legacy points. So a lot of those are going to be going to Hutton. Uh, I'm just curious what it's going to do to him 
as far as getting him some um, some points, improvement points, and development traits. If you sweep all the awards, could you jump from normal to superstar? I really doubt it. Probably not. Uh, but the Packers would be thrilled if that happened. So huge year for Zach Hutton. Uh, goes from a rookie that's not even starting to a guy that won MVP and all of the other awards he was eligible for. And I'm sure you guys are sick of me talking about it by now. So that's enough about him. Offensive Player of the Year, Zach Hutton. Defensive Player of the Year, Phil Burrell for the Panthers. Uh, Second place is Sean Kramer for the Panthers. Both linebackers for the Panthers. Uh, So a really strong linebacking group there in Carolina. Uh, And I can tell you, they cover like corners. Uh, So Offensive Rookie of the Year, of course, Hutton. Defensive Rookie of the Year, not a user player, don't care. Uh, neither is the running back of the year, receiver of the year, Harvey Norton for the Packers. Uh, Norton, 77 overall receiver right now, young guy, had a lot of talent, a lot of speed and acceleration and agility last year as a rookie and got hurt, I think in preseason or really early in the year and missed the entire season. So didn't have a chance to develop. The Packers really funneled him the ball this year and it got him best uh, wide receiver, I think he had something like 24 touchdown catches over a 1,000 yards. Um, so, you know, that obviously got him to the best receiver of the year. Uh, and then on this list for best receiver of the year, a bunch of Panthers uh, later down on the list. Um, and then, let's see, moving on, offensive line, a bunch of Packers and Panthers on that list, but none of them won it. Uh, same thing with defensive line, linebacker of the year, just like defensive player of the year, Phil Burrell. Uh, for the Panthers, and then two Packers right behind him, Stephen Browning and Dominic Meeks. And then after those two guys, uh, in second and third, fourth and fifth, Matthew Cherry and Sean Kramer, both for the Panthers. So top five linebackers in the NFC, Packers and Panthers. And then no user players for DB or kicker. So that covers the awards this year. Like I said, a big winner, uh, Zach Hutton and... Uh, Diego Romero uh, in the AFC for the Browns, pretty much sweeping all the awards he could win there. So uh, two big winners there. So soon, hopefully, we will have the AFC Championship game, and we'll see how it works out between the Chiefs and Browns, and then we'll have the Super Bowl, and, and then hopefully we'll be rolling again on this uh, on this franchise. Uh, we will have to see how we're going to get the Patriots included. Uh, It may be a little while before they have internet. Uh, We can probably find uh, an instance where they can get some internet and we can do the draft. But as far as, uh, you know, kind of a weekly uh, trek through the season, I'm not sure what they're going to do. We still may be a little ways away from ironing out how that's going to work. But hopefully we get there and. and hopefully the Patriots can start enjoying the franchise again. Hopefully they remember how to play Madden at that point. So that's the podcast for today. As always, if you have questions about football and how it works, or uh, Madden and how it works, or you just want to send me some fan mail because I'm immensely popular, uh, then you can always let me know uh, via the Discord channel or via text message. Or you can get on the Anchor page for this podcast and leave a voice message. So, once again, thank you all, and 
Uh, if we're still doing, still being a little slow, getting the franchise going, next time I want to do a podcast, uh, we may find some rather, uh, we'll find some different things to talk about, uh, and maybe kind of get back to the way this podcast used to be, where we have little segments about football history and things like that. So until next time, enjoy.